0: This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Thanks very much for joining us. We're back again for another thrilling installment of the Weirdly Enough podcast. Remember, you can get your podcast from wherever you get your podcast then. oh that doesn't make any sense but there you are I'm Andy Keane. and I'm Dan Johnson yes uh, what I'm trying to say is we're on all those podcast directories now uh, we're on uh, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and the other ones uh, Apple Podcasts and the other ones. There's no lots other ones. of other ones out there. Uh, you can also check out our website, weirdlyenough.com. Uh, we're all over Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Weirdly Enough Podcast. You'll find us there. Today we're going to be looking at the Men in Black, the Men in the Black, the the Galaxy Defenders,
1: Galaxy Def. Have I just broken a copyright?
0: uh I don't know. I think it's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't, don't think they're going to see. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Uh... Well, uh, I was supposed to say Will Self, Will Smith. Looks, he's a nice fella. I don't think he'd mind you saying a bit of a song. Yeah. He might, though. Uh, 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 uh. Interestingly, weird fact about Will Self. Right. Completely off topic. Yeah. When Will Self travels, he likes to walk both to and from the airport. So say right, he's yeah, flying yeah. to LA. Yeah. He'll walk to Heathrow. And get on the plane, and then walk from LAX yeah to wherever his hotel is. Right, just because he's Will Self and he's been yeah, weird yeah. and he does things like that. Uh, sorry, I was they, uh, uh I was digesting. Do you know what one of the most joyful
1: <laughs> times in my <laughs> life, what incidents? One of the most yeah. joyful things in my life was what uh, when I heard um, Will Self say the word, word rebarbative, rebarbative, which I can't say. Okay. What does that actually mean? Um, I don't actually know. I'll have look it up. But it sounds important. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs>
0: anyway, should we get on?
1: Sh- yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, as you know, we're broadcasting from the, the pod bunker here. The pod bunker, yes. Uh, deep in the limestone caves of uh, North Down. Ah, yeah. In, uh, in the province. <laughs> um, anyway, I've been dusting off. Been under the filing room, yes, and I've been going through the the, the cabinets of curiosities, okay, uh-huh. and dusting off some files, some intel, right, on uh, the men in black. Uh-huh. Who are the men in black? There's very dusty tomes you, you've you, got there, you may ask. Um, well, basically, there are these guys that appear unannounced when people have seen UFOs, or even just been researching ufos right. right and um they, they, they it's basically to warn people off now they're unannounced they're usually clad in black business suits there's always two of them yes Uh huh. and they warn people to give up their research into ufos um now the description is very strange and um, they're described as sometimes their skin is dark sometimes unnaturally pale yeah Sometimes their they're living
0: in a bunker, I suppose. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: sometimes their eyes are improbably coloured or their bodies devoid of hair. <laughs> uh often their clothes and Virgos are reported as brand new and unused, but they seem to have adopted a period appearance. Um if you ever see the show Mad Men. Yeah. They look like Mad mm-hmm. Men. They look like kind of you know, like American businessmen from the fifties and sixties. Right. With uh, are those I don't know, are those Trilby huts? Those little fedoras, for, for yeah. uh-huh. you know, I don't know, those little hats.
0: Before I heard, um, or before I saw the film Men in Black, what was that, late 90s? Yeah, yeah. I always assumed, that I'd heard about them before, and I'd always assumed they themselves were alien. Hmm. Uh, am I going to find out that that's perhaps a theory, there's, or are there, they... There's fairies. Some people think they're aliens. Some people
1: think um, they're demons. Oh. Some people think they're some sort of weird human-alien hybrid. Right. Some people think they're completely artificial. They've been literally created in the vat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people think they're just normal people, but they're acting weird to mess with your head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people think they're actually connected with the bogus social worker phenomenon, which has been a thing throughout the night. Like a quick aside that that in itself is a bit of a strange one, but we'll, we'll maybe look into that another time. Yeah, we, but we, since um, the 90s, there's been a thing called these, these strange people here are very like the man in black, right? Only they're like a man and a woman mm-hmm. that will appear at your house looking to like see your kids. Yeah, um, and they're described in very similar ways to the men in black, they've got sort of very gray skin and sort of strange eyes, and they speak. Like the men in black, they speak in a very metallic or robotic way. Yes. And use kind of odd intonation and things right. like that. Uh-huh. Um, some people think these are like... You know, like people used to see fairies and leprechauns back in the day? Mm-hmm. Still do. It's like a modern kind of... It's like there's certain forces that people would perceive throughout history based on their own cultural assumptions. Yes. So okay. like back in the day, you might say like, you know, like fairies... Whereas now you'd maybe see aliens or you'd see them as the men in black. Yes. It's a, you know like a culturally kind of conditioned kind of uh-huh. thing, you know? Um, some people think the men in black are created from ourselves and that they're like a projection of your own
0: fears. So you know, there's a number of different fairies. Now what the men in black actually say to people once they arrive? So say I've been living in a, a R V just down the road from Area right, 51. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking for uh, aliens and uh, I get a knock on the on the camper van door. There's loads of creepy examples. Uh, we'll just go into a few of them. Um, now,
1: there's a chap called uh, Dr. Herbert Hopkins. Yeah. And he was working as a consultant on a UFO case in Maine. One night, he gets a phone call from someone purporting to be an activist in the UFO com- community, asking if he could visit Hopkins to discuss the case. Right. Uh-huh. And Hopkins says, yep, yep, you know, we'll maybe meet next week or whatever. Uh-huh. Two minutes later, the guy's at his door. Right. Which is a bit weird. Now, the guy was wearing a black suit and black tie mm-hmm. and the hat. it had been to a funeral. Very unusual facial appearance with no hair or eyebrows. Right. And an extremely pale um, visage. Um, now, this is an interesting thing. Hopkins had a dog. Uh-huh. The Dog starts freaking out when this guy appears. Right, that's it's unusual because normally these chaps turn up in pairs, but this guy was by himself. Which yeah, it's unusual. The you other know? guy like the social, like the bogus social workers. Yes. they're always in pairs. They're always but, in pairs. But, um, now the guy starts a- aggressively asking him about this UFO case. Oh, yes. He started off friendly, but he turned about aggressive. and yeah, bit nasty. Bit nasty. Maybe um, we nasty. had a drink in him. Now, what basically happened was. The man in black informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Hopkins' pocket. And he was like, well, how did you know that? He yeah. was like, mm, I, just, I just know and he so. says, well, remove one of them. So Hopkins did it as he, did it as he was told and held, a, it was a shiny new penny. Um, and he held it in the palm of his hands. And the man in black told Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments, the coin turned silver. Right. And then it appeared to be going out of focus. It was, it was like it was blurring. Right. Uh huh. And then it began to fade, and then disappeared. Disappeared completely. Um where was this. Sorry, was what did you say this was? It, it was as a man. A man. Oh man, man. Right. Uh, so the man in black informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane Ooh. again, which I assume is, you know, like this plane of reality. Yes. This dimension. Of He then, he asked whether Hopkins was familiar with um, UFO abductee Barney Hill, which is quite a famous case. Um, I think Barney Hill and his wife were abducted abducted back in the 60s. -hmm. Um, Now, Barney Hill had recently deceased, um, so he said, oh, are you familiar with that that case? And uh, Hopkins says, oh, yeah, I am. And then... The MIB informed Hopkins that um, he he it was correct he had died, because he said he didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. The MIB then gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any material he had related to the UFO case. Mm. So he said, "You know that guy that died? He didn't have a heart, just like you don't have a coin anymore." Right. Implication being that he'd. Dematerialized the guy's heart, right? And it was like, well, you might want to forget this whole UFO thing, just because I can do anything, yeah. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. yeah, we're not messing around. Now he was extremely shaken by the encounter, and followed the advice of the man and burned all the files he had related to this case. Um, Yeah, and there's been a lot, lot of ones. um, There's one here um, where a, a professor was in the library, doing a bit of research. Um, And he was... It was a Peter Rosinovitz, I think the name is. Uh Uh, Now, he says he was reading a UFO book in the library. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, a pale man appeared, uh, wearing all black, in the suit with the hat. And then the man began talking to the professor and said, what do you think of flying saucers? (laughs) And the professor said that he he wasn't particularly untrusted, but... he did a bit of reading up on them anyway, you know. Um, and at this point, the man became very agitated. He eventually laughed, and a feeling of intense anxiety swept over the professor. Um, and he didn't reveal that story until many years later. And but he, he felt he said, "Not much had happened. Yeah, the, there wasn't much of a conversation, but there's just this sense of dread. This icy <laughs> sense of dread came yes. over him, and he." he just had
0: this notion that he shouldn't ever write about UFOs again. Yeah. So maybe that film back in 97 or whenever it was that kind of alleges oh men in black were are are part of a secret part of the CIA yeah, or, yeah. or something. Maybe that was a smokescreen because by by all accounts it looks like they're perhaps alien or perhaps from uh, from other worlds, unless, other realms, un, other planes.
1: Unless the government are in league with the aliens, mm. and they're, they're just sort of franchising out the intimidation tactics to the aliens, yeah, and getting them to travel <laughs> up <laughs> and down like vanishing coins and inducing senses of dread in people. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan Ockroyd met, met them, right? For real, yeah. Uh, recently, Dan Ockroyd has revealed um, that he was. Taping a show about the paranormal. Yeah. Um, he stepped out to take a phone call from Britney Spears, as you do. Yeah, of course. Um, it, it, it's happened to us sometimes in those podcast. You would get the old call from.
0: Yeah, from it's Britney usually Lady Gaga. would ring me. Yeah. yeah
1: uh-huh. Or maybe Madonna. Uh huh. You know, or I don't know, Stacy Dilly <laughs> or something like that. I, just whoever <laughs> hey, like you know. Who? <laughs> uh, and then. Whenever he finished his phone call with Britney Spears, he noticed a black Ford motor car parked across the street. A tall man stepped out of the Ford and stared at him. Stared right. him down. Again, Agroyd felt this, felt this sense of dread. He turned away for a moment and then turned back to find that the guy had disappeared. Um, Now, this is where it gets weird. He finishes his phone call to Britney, of course, returns to the studio, and guess what happened? What? A show had been cancelled. What was
0: the show about? The, the Paranormal. Paranormal. Mm. A bit like The Call of the Weird. William Shatner needs to watch out his new Unexplained thing there over on History Channel. Yeah. And the studio bosses ordered him, in
1: no uncertain terms, to stop filming immediately. Mm. The show was scrapped. That was up. No more.
0: Does he think uh, this mysterious figure went to see his bosses?
1: I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um... Yeah, I
0: mean, there's a few examples.
1: Have you ever had any strange nice encounters like Uh
0: Not with Men in Black, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but um, I'll keep an open mind. It'd be know? one for the socials. I'd say after recording this episode, you know, we might we might get a knock at the door or a visit. Well, you see, this is it, because, I mean, I, I've been getting
1: ideas for shows, um, and sometimes you do wonder, they, they could be you know, annoying people in high places, you know, mm. delving into... Forbidden realms, yeah. Uh-huh. A guy
0: in yeah. Ceylon might might get really upset at us, uh, you know, talking about micronations. Well, well, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, you don't you don't have bomb the, the the guy, or get an email from the guy from from Ceylon. No, and uh-huh. that he'd be saying something scary like, "Oh, I, I do like notice you like to go for long walks in the country lands. <laughs> Can be very dangerous at night, can't it, boys?" You know, I'll, I'll be, I'm I'll,
0: not. We're not alleging, of course, that uh, the guy that would see is, is in Anyway, like I'm not impl- <laughs> This, this is this is the, the danger of being media personalities. Oh, yes. such as, as what we are you know? personalities. So yeah, another very very strange topic. Yeah, we should we should throw it open to our listeners. Have they ever encountered men in black podcast? At weirdlyenough.com is our email address. You can get in touch, of course. Uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Weirdly Enough Podcast or we're Weirdly Enough PC on Twitter. We're on Instagram, but we're not doing anything over there yet. But I'm sure we will soon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll be back with uh, a few little snippets of weird just after this. So every week I like to go through the newspapers and just have a look at uh, strange little stories that are out there. Just just things that I can pull out and, and have a bit of a laugh at. Uh have you have you seen this new thing that Burger King are doing? That I was in the States when I first saw about it, and over there they call it the Impossible Burger. Over here, uh, when I landed back, I landed into Dublin Airport, and I saw ads for the Rebel Whopper. Have you seen the Rebel Whopper? It's like a is it a vegan thing? It's vegan, but it's supposed to taste like real beef. You ha- you don't know that it's actually made from from plants. Did it do they have corn? I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Um, but. Uh, in New Zealand, the fast food chain Burger King have now uh, released news of a latest sandwich that they've invented. It's essentially a chip body. The company described it as golden uh, fries, crispy golden fries, mayo, and ketchup nestled between two soft buns.
1: That'll be a chip body.
0: Yeah, the royal fryness, the chip body has arrived. They've said. Um, How much are they charging for this? I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't delve that deep. Uh British people though are unimpressed, however, uh with many taking to social media to air their outrage that Burger King are trying to own a staple UK food, the chip body. Yes, it's ours. It's ours. It wouldn't work with fries anyway. You can't have a chip butty with fries. You know, I like, don't know. You need like proper yeah chip shop chip, chips Yeah, I think so, yeah. Sorry, I just got Right, just turn your mic around a little bit there. Uh, and uh, a, an article I saw here, I'm calling this model criminal. Uh, this was in the Metro. It, it really made me laugh. Ellis Tarling, uh, he's an out-of-work mechanic from Bristol. He got into a spot of bova with the law and he ended up in court. Uh, he was found with a knuckle duster, apparently. Oh, dear. But uh, he said it wasn't his. He found a It, it went of, more uh, gov. Uh, he, uh, he decided he would use his court appearance to try and launch his modelling career, however, with a series of photos taken on the steps of Bristol's magistrate's court. He adopted an array of poses and appears to relish his 15 minutes of fame uh, as if he's on the Milan catwalks. Uh, Tarling's solicitor says the fella is currently relying on the bank of mum and dad, but currently looking for work. Uh, he ended up with a fine for 175 pounds and 120 hours of community service for being found in possession of the knuckle duster. But yeah, it was, I it was Elfrey, but I grew a uh, Good luck to him on his modelling career. I think he might need it. Mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> And you know the way, uh, and I'm sure we will cover in a few weeks, few months, whatever. Bigfoot and the Sasquatch yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. That's a, that's a, a very interesting topic. But a woman, uh, a, a granny. Uh, She is from uh, from Greater Manchester has said that uh, she cited a Sasquatch. Is that how you say it? Sasquatch. Sasquatch, yeah, yeah. In uh, in the UK, actually, in a, in a park. It doesn't reveal what park <laughs> in a it park. was, yes, but it was in a park. So it wasn't like in the Brecon Beacons or somewhere. Well, I suppose like that like, that is a national park, oh, isn't right, no. it? So yeah, uh, so it's not like a
1: park, like you know, you go and fight the dogs.
0: The 52-year-old Deborah Hatswell uh, told uh, uh, the tabloid uh, paper, the Daily Star. If it's in the Star, it must be true uh, that she saw something utterly impossible, and at 40 years old, and it still haunts her. Right, she okay. says that Bigfoot is walking in the UK. The article doesn't state where in the UK the park uh, was where she spotted the elusive Sasquatch, but Debbie described uh, as looking between, uh, uh, looking like a cross between an ape and a man. Mm. Hmm. Plenty of them run around Manchester, I think. He sure it just wasn't one of the locals? Yeah, it could be. Uh, she now runs camping trips for people uh, hoping to encounter the monster. So you can go and camp out. That's Shiva website. Oh, we'll look for it. uh, (laughs) I'm sure she's all over the socials with it. But yeah, uh, yeah, Bigfoot Granny. uh, That's about it for this week. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Uh, Remember, do subscribe on whatever podcast uh, network you use. We're on uh, www.weirdlyenough.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.